small village in the United Kingdom, which from a distance seems peaceful and inviting, the kind of place you might like to live in. But take a closer look, and you will find this is a village in crisis. Hello and welcome to this fucking knob. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Village in Crisis with Neil McDermott and Lee Phillips. This week we'll be talking about me breaking some unwritten rules, filth in the street and roadkill. All of this comes, of course, as news to Lee, who, as we discussed last week, just turns up and brings the gold. Lee, (laughs) what gold have you got to start us with? Good morning, Neil. I was just Good doing morning. my, uh, I was doing my, uh, what do you call it? Throat vocal. exercises, vocal routine to warm up uh, my my throat, mm. the hangy bits in the back of my throat. Yeah. I had a, I was on the vapes on Saturday night. Were you? <laughs> yeah, boy. Cheat night. Cheat night. Uh, fizzy cola vape, uh, double <laughs> apple vape, which is decidedly looks on very nicotine which is not mm. what I want from a vape no you want uh, the kids ones don't you yeah bubble gum but that didn't really <laughs> we bought a bubble gum one as well found a shop in the city that sells tobacco and other tobacco like paraphernalia and right. one wall was just dedicated floor to ceiling to um snooze really so they had like thousands of hockey puck like snooze packages look beautiful do you use snooze no i tried a couple of times when i first moved to sweden it is absolutely disgusting i remember one of my friends in, i was working in a restaurant and one of my friends gave me one i stuffed it under my lip and then i this table called me over to take an order and i didn't know this at the time but the snooze he was using is a lot stronger than anybody else's snooze and I'm stood there and I'm trying to take an order and I could feel my head just, I was just going lightheaded. <laughs> All this like saliva was building up in my mouth. I was just having a, a full on meltdown and uh, I thought I was going to be sick. So in the end, I, I couldn't even say, sorry, I'll be back. I just ran away from the table just to fish this thing out of my mouth. You bought some, when we went over to Ireland once, I think for a mate's wedding, you, you, <laughs> Well, anyway, over to Ireland. You bought some with you. Um, No, no, I bought snuff, didn't I? Well, you did bring snuff um, because that's when you were Sneezy Lee. But um, you also bought some of the little packets that you stick under your gum. Oh, that was yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, I remember trying to get, thinking that I might be able to open the market in Britain for snooze, but... You know one. what? I think I'm not sure it's legal in Britain. I don't think it is. You know, a friend of mine asks me asks me to bring some over when I come next. So, no, yeah, I don't know. But um, I worked at a restaurant. I've got a little story for you. Okay. I worked at a restaurant last week uh, where I used to work, and um, apparently the Pakistani dishwasher was really looking forward to to seeing me. Right. He was genuinely excited. And um, I'm nervous so I'm, already where this story is going. Why? <laughs> uh, I'm just scared that you're going to put a voice on. Um, <laughs> just let me tell my story. <laughs> so uh, this is the same Pakistani dishwasher who asked me if I knew anyone in the home office when I worked there because he wanted a British passport. OK. And I was like, no, I don't don't know anyone in the home office. And I'm not sure if I'm if I did, I'm going to be using up one of my. Trump cards on on getting you a passport, getting the pot washer passport. No. So anyway, uh, I worked whole shift. And then as I'm just sort of we're closing up and he's coming out and he's going to mop the floor. And he says to me, Lee, I have a question for you. Oh, fuck on you on you and i said shaquille, i said shaquille I'll, I'll answer any question you got he goes will england be allowed to back into the uh, eu 
And I said, no, because of Brexit, they've left. The, the EU are not going to have them back. And he said, but if they want to go back, why can't they go back? And I said, well, because like the EU are really angry with Britain about leaving. Like it's done. It's, it's a it's big it's a nasty breakup. You know, I don't understand. And I said, okay, I'm gonna Shaquille, I'm gonna tell you it like this. Imagine me and you, Shaquille, were together. We were a couple. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to imagine this. No, Please no, stop no. doing this voice. Why? This is what he's from Pakistan. This is what he sounds like. No, Lee, Lee, yeah. Lee, Lee. <laughs> yeah. No. If I was doing a this story and he was from Calcutta... You're just going to have to start the story again without the voice. I can't. No. Well, anyway, it's there's essential no point telling that, it because I'm just going to edit it out. Well, then we can't do this recording because this is, this is essential. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it, me doing the voice. There is. I just did a, a, a told you a little anecdote offline and did an Irish voice and you didn't raise any concerns about that. It was an impression of Roy Keane. It was a specific. Yeah, and th- this isn't a specific. This is specific to a dishwasher called Shaquille, who talks the way I'm. I'm this. Okay, I won't tell the rest of the story. All right, carry on then. On on your no. head, be it. Do, okay, but just an- answer me this. What? Do you not feel that there is potential? Because I know you're not a racist, but do you not feel there's potential for people to say? That Lee Phillips is a racist. No, why would they? I hadn't even considered that that there was racism involved. Well, that's sweet. I'm confused. So I can't do an Australian accent if there's an Australian person. Well, see, then, then it throws it back on me, doesn't it? You know, at what point? Do you not do accents? And then you say, well, what are you going to say then? Well, all Australian people are white. No, no, I think it's just more, it's got more of a 70s um, stand-up comedian <laughs> vibe to it. <laughs> if you're doing Pakistani well, voices. the problem is, is uh, okay, fine, I'll stop. Like, I'll meet you halfway. I've done, and everyone now knows what Shaquille sounds like. Like, by okay. the way, that was a very regional accent I was doing. <laughs> so it, 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 if there are any Pakistani listeners out there, they know that Shaquille comes from a little town called Azbazilaka, which is just... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, no. He told me, he also told me in the town of Azbazilaka, where he comes from, mm. I asked him what the population was. He said to me, 120 million. And I said, fuck off, not a chance. <laughs> he was going, I'm not, not going to do a voice. But he was saying, yeah, fine. He was like, no, there is. There's 120 million there. I said, there's not, Shaquille. There's not 120 million. Yeah. How many then? So I had to Google it. How many were there? And like 1.2, yeah. which is still a lot because it's a little village 200, 300 kilometers off a dirt track from the middle of nowhere up towards the mountains. Okay, get to the point of this fucking story. So I said to Shaquille, Yeah, it's like me and you being together. Yeah. And he said, No, no, I don't want to imagine this. And he tried to run off and I had to hold pull him back. And people were saying, like, Lee, don't, don't, don't go there. And I said, So Shaquille, me and you are a couple, right? We're gay, we're a gay couple, and there's much sex, much very good sex, hard sex, very emotionally involved sex mm. so he was, and he's he's literally trying to pull his arm away from me and i'm holding on to his dishwasher shirt and he's he's pulling himself away and i said you'll listen to this you want to know and i said so then i and and we're in love we're in love we we cozy on the sofa and he says oh, there, there's no cozying on the sofa with you lee and i said there is shaquille this is our loving relationship loving and fully sexual homosexual relationship yeah (laughs) and then i said and then one day i just get up and i leave and i said it's over (laughs) and he says but why why would you do that (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i said well that's that's just i 
just lost the feeling. I decided that there's something better out there for me. And he says, better than me. <laughs> like I said, this would have been better if I'd been able to do the regional Pakistani accent. That he no, it's, no, the story's fine. Carry on. <laughs> and um, then I said, imagine if I came back uh, um, like five years later and said to you that we'd had no contact apart from like deciding on where the children were going to go to school and pick up times and stuff. Mm. I said, I come back five years later and I say, I want to be back together with you. Like, how would you feel? <laughs> and he said, oh, so happy. So we're all laughing. And I said, well, imagine if you'd said, no, you weren't happy. I said, that's Brexit, basically. <laughs> so but that's how I... That's how I explain Brexit to uh, my Pakistani dishwashing colleague. That's a beautiful story, Leah. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing. So, um, right. Well, that's, that was probably, yeah, no, it, was, it was a nice evening. It was nice seeing him again. He's a good yeah, I bloke. bet it was. I bet it was. And he sounds like a nice guy, you know. He's a lovely bloke. I really like him. We help him out all the time. He's got, like, kids that don't go to school because it's cold outside and we have to explain to him that he has to send his children to school it's the law and it's sweden it's always going to be fucking cold yeah especially i can't think of even the hottest day in sweden being comparable to shaquille's village in pakistan no uh, i've got a couple of bits to talk about before we get into the thread um yeah i saw my mate's 70 plus year old dad in the pub on friday night um yep. He approached me and said that he'd now listened to every episode of the podcast. Wow. Which I thought was pretty amazing. Um, uh, he then every episode. Hit, hit a bit of a body blow um, by said he uses it to get to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he's listened to every episode, then he uh, hasn't fallen asleep to it. Well, he said like, he'd. He'd wake up and it'd be three episodes further. Um, and then wind himself back. I'm not sure if he did that. I mean, I deserve, I once, I once pissed myself on his sofa, so um, I probably deserve <laughs> not to be listened to. Okay. Um, anyway, his critique, ironically, was that there was too much chatter before actually getting into the Facebook thread. Um, and he used last week's review of Reddit as an example of that. Um, in fact, he said it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, it feels like this guy, as you have urinated on his sofa, you probably urinated on his grandmother or, or something as well, haven't you? No, different person. Okay, wow. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, I'd be bitter about someone pissing on my sofa. What had um, happened then? It uh, was. He's it not going to like this. It was Millennium Eve. Yeah, we'd we'd all been out on the piss and then we ended up back at his house. My mate said, oh, come back to my house. My parents are having a party. We went back, sitting outside with some of my mates, being heavily on the piss. Um, and then mate gave me a little funny fag. So I had a little toke on that. Sat there, sat in the seat thinking oh, I could do the piss. Went to stand up to go for a piss. I rocked myself up off this patio chair. My legs just gave way. And I landed face down on the uh, on the patio with this kind of like noise, just bang, nose wrapped around my face, blood like an increasing puddle of blood around my head. People were screaming. Um, and then like they picked me up and like cleared all the blood off me. But no one knew that I was going for a piss. So they like they took quite a while with ice like wondering if they should get an ambulance or not but then said it was millennium eve there's no point and then they just put me on the sofa to go to sleep and at that point um well in the night the piss that i've been meaning to go for happened and i pissed myself on the sofa i mean the fact that you're in a probably in a nice house in cambridge somewhere yeah. yeah, upper class, middle class, toffee nose wankers. Like the fact that you look like tramp drunk, blood all over your face. Oh, it's a mess. I've cracked my eyes. Broke my nose. Like, oh my god. The fact that 
you are who you are and where you you were where you were mm. gives you a certain amount of carte blanche for that sort of behavior like no one's going to look at you and go like from the outside in they're just going to go oh, these people these people with money nice lifestyles they can do what they want can't they but if that was like on benefit street or something we'd be judging them mm. do you reckon yeah well i don't judge anyone <laughs> <laughs> not me Definitely. i don't judge anyway that was a long time ago it's 24 years ago well i still think that he'd probably hold on to a bit of bitterness towards towards that and uh his honesty stems from that i don't yeah. feel like he, he he probably i feel that he doesn't have he feels himself that he doesn't have to hold back on his critique he doesn't have to sugarcoat anything for you he's yeah. gone oh so that lad near who pissed on my sofa probably got blood on the cushions as well yeah uh, he started a podcast does he oh i'll listen to them i'll let him know exactly what i think if they're shit he'll hear it yeah so you know fair enough well anyway especially for him um I wanted to talk about that Reddit thread again, uh, because for those of you that haven't seen it on our socials, a hero stepped forward to defend us against temperature C 7652, who was quite frankly pretty nasty to us, wasn't he, Lee, um, last week? So hopefully we this will he help. Or is she? Well, we don't know. They. Um, I, 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 in, in, I took it as a, it was a she. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why, just had a feminine touch about it, the writing. Mm. But then I, I shouldn't make comments like that. The political well, let's, police will start. Let's go through they anyway. So, um, and hopefully this will help Richard nod off to sleep. Um, anyway, so they said reported, and then they said, but thanks for telling us the name so that I can post a review. Just an idea in case anyone else thinks this is incredibly rude internet behaviour. Um, and in comes Rogue Harry, and they respond and say, really wanky behaviour from you, temperature C7562, have reported you for, in fact, cuntish behaviour. <laughs> 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 Which oh, I've lovely. got an awful lot of time for. Um, yeah. And then here, temperature C had said, yeah, I report people for being jackasses. And Rogue Harry said, don't be a turd, grow up. And temperature C said, a turd for reporting them. OK, dude. And Roe Kerry said, for being completely unreasonable and and relentlessly dorkish, it's just someone trying to connect with fellow pod fans in relation to a comedy pod forum. No big deal. What's it to you? Yeah. Um, and temperature C says, it's a subreddit, sweetie. Learn how those work. Rules exist for a reason, silly. And then... Roe Kerry goes all in on him. I say, right, you little egg custard. You felt like you had to call someone for not having common decency, not keeping it relevant, no illegal downloads. You might have succeeded with your fetish and quest to be miserable, a miserable so-and-so because the mods are clearly on your wavelength, but would other, otherwise not be bothered since you had to flag some comments that you didn't like. But the thread did have common decency, was relevant and nothing about illegal downloads. So little freshwater fish. You're basically an incel virgin, and we forgive you for that. <laughs> <laughs> nice sign-off, I think. Yeah, I, that was it. I remember the the word, the use of the word "sweetie" ah. is what made, led me to believe it was a woman. But then, uh, then the other guy who's hit back on our behalf called that person an incel virgin. Yeah. So. It gets the feeling that from their point of view, they think it's a bloke. Yeah. Whereas a woman could be an incel virgin as well, but uh, I don't think that's as common a phrase thrown around. No. No, towards uh, women. The female group. Anyway, I mentioned in my initial blurb that I'd broken one of our unwritten rules this week. Do you want to know what that was? I do indeed. I put a post on the Village Facebook page. From who? From me. I posted. I started a thread on the Village Facebook page. 
<laughs> I didn't know this was an unwritten rule. I thought it was something that I'd already encouraged. But I'd said that we couldn't influence the group, hadn't I? Yeah, but you have. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Of course so it's a Neil Knob Cheese. Does anyone in the village have a stretcher that I could collect now? We've got an injured lad at football training that we'd like to try and move into the dry while we wait for an ambulance. This didn't happen, did it? It did happen. Oh, wow. This was Tuesday night. It was fucking pissing down, like biblical rain on Tuesday yeah. night. You know when it's coming down sideways? Stopping a, stop a game of football, though, is it? Not in the village. No, football's a winter sport. It's played in the rain. Anyway, 15 minutes into this into this game, two of the lads go in for a tackle. One of them makes a genuine yelp. You can tell a genuine yelp of pain, can't you? Mm. I went running over to him. I was like, right, calm down. Where does it hurt? And he said to me, I've dislocated my knee. And I looked and he had dislocated his knee. And it was, was it just like pushing over to the side? Pardon? Was it just sort of like over to the side? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like the sound of that. Um, but then we found an ambulance. It was four hours for an well, at least four hours for an ambulance. And it was freezing cold and sideways. Around. It's like if Hollywood wanted to put a storm on. It was a kind of storm that they would have put on, you know, in a studio, that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Doesn't have to be um, Hollywood. Could have been Pinewood. Yeah, it could be Pinewood, but you know Hollywood does it best. Mm. Um, so after an hour and a half, that was when I thought we need to get him out of the. Uh, we need to get him out of the rain. Why didn't you just carry him in? Because his knees dislocated. Yeah, but you could still pick him up. You can't pick him up when he's got a dislocated knee. Of course you can. Well, There's a whole football what... team there ready to help out, surely, right? You get your weight underneath his like backside and, and upper body, and then you have like four or five people holding his dislocated leg. Yeah, that's not that's not how so would you want to be the person responsible for potentially risking a longer term injury of someone with a dislocated knee? Well, I would definitely say we can't have him here going into shock in what would probably be minus conditions due to wind and rain factor. Yeah, well, that's what I did say. Well, you have to balance it up, don't you? Well, I'm glad you waited an hour and a half to make that decision. Well, his parents were there as well. How old is the lad? 15. Fucking hell. Yeah, pretty grim. But anyway, the community came together well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, lots of people got in in touch, um, but then someone um, just messaged me, direct messaged me, and said, um, "Give me a call on this number." I phoned them up, and they said, "Oh, we've got stretches, um, like these transfer sheets. If you want to come and collect them, uh, it was the Undertaker." <laughs> 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 but this is something that the undertaker probably took real enjoyment out of like for once he's got equipment and uh knowledge that's going to help somebody potentially yeah I mean, he's not making any money out of this the opposite he's losing no. out here uh but yeah good for him yeah so good for him doing? well i went around and got that and then because i put this on facebook another friend of mine who is a nurse and a former a and e nurse phoned me up and said are you all right what's happening and I said uh, I said what had happened I said I'm scared of moving him because I don't know how to immobilize the knee and she said okay you need to roll towels up from either end so there's a gap in the middle and then you get it round the leg and you put belts around it and tighten it up um, and then that immobilizes it and then you can get him on the stretcher get him in the back of a car get into hospital because the ambulance won't be there for fucking ages because I won't see it as a as an emergency um and i said yeah okay and then i got home i got the towels i got the belts and then i phoned her up and said can i come and pick you up and you do it because i'm scared 
and she came <laughs> and did it for me. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, so she came and mobilised it. We got him onto the Undertaker's stretcher, got him in the back of the car, and he got to hospital, and he's all better now. Well, I'll refer back to... I mean, that's a lovely story, first of all. Yeah. So, lovely story. Even though you waited a bit too long, I think. That's my only critique. Mm. Like, but also, like you said, the parents were there. They could have stepped in. Just because you're the football coach doesn't make you, like... I mean, I guess it, in a way, it makes you the um, de facto leader of that little scenario. Yeah. You don't want to, definitely don't want to be the person bowing out, going, well, go lower that, training's off then, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave you. I'll leave you. <laughs> I'll leave. Oh, God, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, you have to hang around till till it's done. But um, what, like, was it last week or the week before when we spoke about the woman calling up? Uh, the police about the kids in front of the car and the gate. Yeah. And she should have maybe elaborated, lied a little. You could have done the same. Well, I was going to compound. Fra- I think we got a compound fracture here. There's well, loads of dirt, and he's just landed in a cow pat as well. I was going to phone back. Had we not got him into the car at that point, I was going to phone back and say he's passed out and he's unresponsive. And then when they got here, go, oh, I'm feeling better now. But as you're here, get me in the ambulance. <laughs> but yeah, so the village Facebook page has been used for good. And I'd like to thank those villagers that are listening and participated in that thread for their help. That's brilliant. That's a nice story. Apart from the fact that the poor lad, his football career is probably pretty much over now. Whatever, tra- whatever trajectory that lad's career was on. It's gone off those rails. It's gone to new rails. Well, I know yeah. that for a fact. Bit of physio, it'll be fine. Dislocated knee, don't know. Lottie, the cat is still missing. Yeah, dead. Um, but we've got a uh, a suspect. Now you might just think this is a typo. So uh, Lottie's owner said Lottie's still not home, but definitely not forgotten. We keep seeing success stories of cats turning up after months or years, so we're keeping the hope alive. So on and so on and so on. Lots of com- lots of comments saying, oh, yeah, we're thinking of you. Sue Suspect, our family still has Lottie on our fridge. Not a picture of Lottie. Our family still has Lottie on our fridge. Splayed and pinned. I was thinking like sitting on as a basket on top of the fridge. But oh, okay. right. you've gone dark. Yeah, so that's one to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, and then another very quick story um, from the village uh, before we get on to uh, a story that's come in from further afield. Uh, Davina Dirty Protest. Um, she says, I really can't understand some people. There's a bin around the corner at the shop and then there's a photo of a nappy on the floor with some shit in it. <laughs> no, I don't understand that. No, well, lots of people came on and said this is disgusting, so on and so on. Um, and then Roger Reason comes in and says, maybe it just fell out the pram or a bag. Accidents do happen. No, not that kind of accident. Whenever you ever not rolled up, I mean, first thing you do is you roll up the nappy and then you tape yeah. it together. Yeah. And only in an absolute emergency do you not put it into a plastic bag. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that makes uh, do sense you, to me. Do you remember the bloke last week had moved away and then was slagging off the village? Yeah, he, he, he pops up again. Welcome to the village, eh? Not he's his loving, he's the ex village, he's left, yeah, he's and left he's and he's loving. loving things that go wrong. Um, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? disconnects from the social medias of the old village if you've moved on and you hate it so much and you hate it so much just get involved in like do you hate it so much why did you have to leave yeah what Um, did you take with you lottie the cat (laughs) yeah that's why i had to go (laughs) um anyway then nelly not a coincidence comes in and this is the only reason i looked at this thread because i thought it's funny 
When my husband cycled to work from the village to Cambridge every day, a car would go past where someone would throw a dirty nappy out of the car window onto the cycle path. If that's happening every day to you, you're being targeted. That is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was a bit, I was a bit, I was a little bit in shock there. I just had to sort of put, I'm riding down the cycle path and it's quite a long cycle stretch, isn't it? There's certain parts of it which are yeah. long straight roads. And, um, I just imagine at the same spot. Yeah, if you see, past. and it, it it wouldn't even matter if it was the same car. <laughs> it was just random. It, oh God, they won't believe this. It was the same thing happened in the same spot, different car. What? If you see it once, you think, oh, dirty fucking bastard. And then if yeah. you're cycling every day and someone's coming past you in a car and chucking a dirty nappy at you, you've got to begin to think there's a pattern here. And it involves me. There's a pattern if it happened once. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be coming home going, Joe, what happened? No, no, they definitely saved that for me. Um, <laughs> That's a pretty grim attack as well. Baby shit. Like yeah. Green and black and gunky and whatnot. It's essentially, someone's throwing a bag of human shit at you. Oh, fucking hell. Not good. Right, we've had a post from someone in a place called Opford in kent um and they Op- wish to remain Op- anonymous otford never heard of it myself but probably just a little village uh, it's a story that resonated with me and I, i'm sure you'll soon work out why um right. so the post is from dave descriptive all right to the driver who hit a beautiful male fox on pilgrim's way east at the shoreham end on thursday night at about 8 p.m and then drove off leaving him to die in the middle of the road he struggled for breath with a crushed skull and blood pouring from his mouth for about five minutes after I found him before he died. Even if you don't care that you killed him with your car, he could have at least moved his body to the grass verge so that he wasn't repeatedly driven over, spreading his blood across the road and upsetting people who do care about our wonderful wildlife. I understand that... <laughs> Fucking mental. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Go on. I understand well, that accidents happen, but your subsequent decisions and actions were truly unforgivable. Please have respect for the creatures who share our world. And have as much right to be here as we do. God, who? What was his name? Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. Fucking oh, hell, that was descriptive. Yeah. Wow. Now, before we get into the thread. Yeah. Have you ever had a similar incident involving a fox? Yeah. Yeah, I have. Do you want to tell the listeners have what told, happened? Have I, not told, have I not told this story. <laughs> I don't. I don't think you've told the fox story on here. Okay, well, what happened was we lived in Edmonton in North London. We'd been out for a night out in Islington. We got back quite late in a taxi, which we actually paid for this time, didn't run away from. Well done. And uh, as we were walking to the all-night Turkish supermarket just down the road. um, Samaran. Samaran's supermarket. uh, I heard this massive, like, like massive smack is the way to describe it and we saw a Subaru Impreza pull into our driveway guy gets out looks at the car backs out and then drives off and then in the sort of foreground to the car a shadowy figure's moving around it looked like a dog and as we walked back and it got a bit closer we saw that it was a fox and then it sort of just collapsed onto its side and it was unresponsive it was lying on its side just out for the count before while I say it's dead and 
we were stood around the fox sort of looking at it and then it was like i think it's dead and there was a couple of others and one of our friends who i won't i won't name it's not fair to name him but his name yeah and no, i won't say his name <laughs> anyway he he's like stamping his foot down by the side of the fox's head to try and like revive it which i thought was hilarious <laughs> and i was just like what are you doing and when he lifts his foot up to like stamp down for like what i assumed would have been the last time the fox just miraculously came to life turned his head up and went <laughs> our friend and he absolutely fucking shit himself i've never seen anyone literally <laughs> jump <in> <laughs> right and then the fox sort of just like crumbled down but it was like real sort of horrible noises as it was breathing so I went over to the side of the road and got a old chicken box that I found there and used that to drag the fox, like a little glove to use to drag the fox to the side of the road. And then I put his head on the side of the curb and I stamped on the back of his neck to put it out of its misery. That's very kind. Then I laid it in the grass verge. And then we went and bought some pot noodles and some other whatnots at the supermarket. And as we were coming back, I used the plastic bag that I'd got for my pot noodle as a glove and picked the fox up. Yeah. And we were walking down the street and this like, this big, big guy comes walking towards us. And it's not a very nice neighborhood at all. And under normal circumstances, I think I would have been a little bit like not not intimidated but maybe sort of like on guard a bit wary i mean yeah rightly so around there yeah and we're always going to school saying like sorry to to university to the campus and i've been like going home at like one o'clock in the morning after the pub or the club and then the next morning i'd be going back to the campus and there'd be a sign up saying serious assault occurred here between the hours of one and two and you'd be like oh fucking hell so anyway i'd have been a bit wary but on this occasion, I was carrying a dead fox in my hand, who was tongue <laughs> lolling out the side. It was like a cartoon. He had like crosses on, for eyes. <laughs> and this guy, this big, this big bloke, he just sort of looks, looks at me, and the others uh, with just sheer shock. And I'm like, evening. The reason I carried the fox back was because we'd left a couple of our other friends. Welsh Graham, uh, I can't remember who the other one was, uh, at home after the night out to go get the pot noodles. Dangerous, Steve? It might have been DS. No, it wasn't DS, and I'll tell you why. Mm. Um, We could smell the marijuana coming out of the house. So when we opened the door, crept in, Welsh Graham was on the sofa smoking a joint. And I burst in with a fox in my hand <laughs> <laughs> and, and just waved it in his face and scared the living daylights out of him. Um, and then I was screamed out and told to get that, that horrible thing out of there. So I laid it outside and we went to bed. Was there nothing else that happened with that fox? Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Well, <laughs> well, we didn't go to bed. Um, <laughs> our friend, our housemate, Steve, had a brand new mountain bike in the conservatory. So I went back out and I got the fox, which we'd nicknamed Foxy. <laughs> and I sat Foxy on Steve's brand new bike taped its paws to the handlebars and put his put his new helmet on on foxy as well and he had a little cigarette in his mouth whilst he was riding (laughs) (laughs) and then i went to bed how did that go down i woke up in the morning to absolute screaming and as a another lad that lived in us it's quite a big house ryan and we'd locked our doors to the to our bedrooms and the screaming was coming from steve's girlfriend who was living with us at the time and uh i got a text message from from ryan saying you are fucked now mate 
<laughs> and she was screaming for me to be kicked out of the house, that I wasn't allowed to live there anymore, even though she was an unpaying guest. Um, yeah, and then Steve just called me sort of like disgusting bastard and told me to go down there and clear it up. And did you? I did. And the worst thing about this whole story is this bit, what happened to me. Uh, you know that conservatory because you've been in that, lived in that house. I have lived in that house, yeah. Uh, I went into the conservatory and it was a summer's morning and parts of that, part of poor Foxy had started to fall out of him. And it was a south-facing garden, wasn't it? And mm. that conservatory got extremely hot. So the smell poor little Foxy was making weren't pleasant. And as I'm in there clearing it up with a black bin bag and rubber gloves on, I hear the lock, the key turned in the lock, and Ryan <laughs> has locked me in the conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a form for this. Uh, anyway, so I'm locked in the conservatory, and I'm banging on the window going, come on, don't be a twat, let me out. And then I just hear the front door slam, and he's gone out. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to smash a window pane in the back uh, in the back window and climb through that. <laughs> then I had to climb over the back fence. Yeah. Where the owner has his garage. And he was like, "What are you doing?" I said, "Oh, sorry, I, I broke a window, got locked in the conservatory." <laughs> so I had to pay for that. So I paid my dues. All in all, a good night out. Yeah, I feel a bit bad because I did the, hum- the humane thing with the fox and then I just absolutely you... fucked with its corpse. Yeah, then Not you did. Fucked. I didn't fuck its corpse. <laughs> I, I played. No, I didn't play. I We mucked around with the corpse. We, you didn't show it the respect in death that no. you showed it in life. No. no uh, like, telling that story isn't as enjoyable for me now as it used to be. And no. also, I find that the people I tell the story to, they don't find it as funny as... no. No, when people when people have grown up, it's not as yeah. hilarious a story. No, but Still the, a good story. The image of it on the bike with the helmet and the fag on is always quite a funny one. I wanted to put it on the sofa and tape a newspaper to its hands, <laughs> <laughs> but Ryan stopped me. Uh. I had a sort of uh, a basil brush kind of. I wanted a basil brush kind of feel to it. Anyway, people come in. Very well said. Yes, compassion. Well said. Oh, no, that's awful. Well done for going to check. Simon Sensitive comes in. The irony of not having to see the blood, but instead having to read this graphic description was not lost on me. Naomi Namecaller comes in. Git. What did she say? Git. Git? Yeah. What, to the, the guy who's gone? Yeah, to Simon Sensitive. I mean, that's why I started laughing. Like, yeah. The, the description was fucking horrendous. It was. That could have easily been held back. It, and, and wow. Yeah. Sam Squeamish comes in and says, well said, Simon. There was no need to be so descriptive. Um, And then Hannah Hardnock comes in. Seriously, people need to start owning their behaviours. What is wrong with telling the truth? Shit happens. Learn to deal with it properly instead of driving off and not bothering. And Simon Sensitive says, you're missing the point. I agree with the original poster on what they said, but then saying it is traumatic to see, but describing it in graphic detail was not necessary. No, absolutely Where do not. you stand on this? Right, I'm assuming it's a country road. Yeah. It's a winter's night. It's dark. Country road. You've hit a fox. You look in your rearview mirror and think that fox is fucked. Yeah. I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. No. If I, if I stop and go back to check the fox, there's half the chance I'm going to get run over myself. Yeah, you don't want to be... <laughs> you don't want to fucking... <laughs> you don't want to be mucking around with a fox in the dark on a country road either no like also when i was telling that story about like when my mate was our mate was gonna stamp down on the the curb 
on the on the pavement next to the fox's head to sort of shock him into life. Yeah. Imagine if you'd like leapt up and bit him. Yeah. That that's more hassle <laughs> than trying to <laughs> yeah. trying to save a fox. I mean, sure. It, once again, we're just scrambling around at the bottom of the pile in this. Like what we could be pointing the finger at is why are there why are there uh, why are we building why are we building housing estates in areas of natural beauty that having a negative effect on the wildlife in our community? Send it up the pyramid instead of mucking yeah. around at the bottom of it. Instead of slagging someone off for not getting out of his car to uh, to save a fox. Yeah, I mean that's just society in general. I think it's a good. This is a good analogy of society in general. I believe that we're, we're getting... all just we're all just trained into uh, coerced into pointing at each other. Like the bloke who drove off, he's no worse or no better than any of us. No. So there no. you go. No, I agree. Lenny, look at me, comes in. Totally agree. You've rescued, have rescued many animals that have been left on the road alive. Many do survive. The last one was a barn owl found by Polehill. Took him to a great vet in Swanley at 11pm at night who looked after him and released him back to the wild. Every animal should be given a chance. Always stop safely, of course, and check to see if there's anything you can do. Rescued many animals. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. Absolute bullshit. How many? Many. Um, a few is three, three or four, right? Yeah. Because then you're up to half a dozen. Yeah. Then you're into a dozen. I'd say many is anything between 12 and 20. <laughs> <laughs> so Lenny, look at me. It reckons he's rescued between 12 and 20 by my, by my By my logic, that's <laughs> where I'm going, yeah. I'd say many is between eight to ten. That's nearly a dozen. Yeah. You got to get past a dozen before you get into many, in my opinion. Do you reckon? I, other people might disagree, but they'd be wrong. If someone says to you, have you met such and such? And you say, oh, yeah, many times. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon that's more than 12? Absolutely. Because then I'd be saying, if I'd met him like four or five times, I'd say I've met him more than a few times, yeah. Yeah, four or five times, yeah. I've got more than a few times. How many? A dozen? No, few. More than a few. I mean, does this person just drive around at night looking for roadkill? That you can fucking eat the weirdo. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Oh, no, I've got a live one. Can't have this one. Oh, no. Having compassion... Karen Compassion comes in. I'm so with you here. I was behind a car that hit a squirrel and then they put an emoji of a squirrel just in case anyone can't fucking read uh, last year. <laughs> I don't know what squirrel is. <laughs> oh, no, I thought it was that big fucking grey thing with, a, with, with trunk and two horns. Oh, God, look at that squirrel in Africa. <laughs> One of the yeah, big I was, behind... <laughs> I was behind a car that hit a squirrel last year. He was fitting in the road and subsequently died in front of me. The driver just carried on. I stopped traffic behind and moved him onto the grass verge. I cannot cope with seeing our gorgeous foxes, badgers and squirrels killed and left to be driven over. We, uh, me and uh, Baz, our friend yep. Barry O'Rourke, we, uh, we went hiking, me and Barry, a couple of years ago in Sweden. He came over and in between stages, you end up sort of going through some kind of town or village or a little like road with some houses on it. As we did this on one occasion, beautiful sunny day, we see this little squirrel, baby squirrel, Neil. I mean, if you're looking for the the best example of something cute, this is what it was. It was like a third of the size of a normal squirrel. It was brown. It had like big sort of dewy eyes. Yeah. And we were there like at a water pump, pumping up the water into our things. It was just an, an, a, a wonderful summer's image going on, right? And then a couple of cars come down the track. And this isn't going where you think it's going. Me okay. and Barry 
basically stopped the traffic and was pointing at the little baby squirrel. <laughs> and these people in the car <laughs> are looking at us going, what's going on? And here's two blokes in their 40s <laughs> out hiking, pointing at a little baby squirrel going, that ain't going to get run over today. Not on, Not my, on my watch. watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we were stood there holding them up, waving them along. And then we're like stopping them like that because the squirrel kept sort of darting in. He was getting scared. So he kept darting into the road. And we, we saw that squirrel, that little baby squirrel off to safety. Well done. So I think there's a time and a place is what. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not already in a car and it's not night time and you're not going to get out and get run over yourself, do what you can to help. I think you're absolutely right there, Lee. There's a time and a place for this yeah. kind of action. Also, like, how do you, like, if you hit something, like, where do you draw the line? Like, I know that I've run over a rabbit on a motorway or a dual carriageway before, right? I could have yeah. heard the thud underneath. You ain't stopping on the dual carriageway in the at night or daytime to check out no. this rabbit. But you saying that on a dark, windy country path where, you know, there's a good chance that another car could come along, herring along and smash into the back of you whilst you're checking out a, a rabid fox. <laughs> like yeah I don't, I don't like where do you draw the line is it foxes is it the size of the animal is it the cuteness of the animal is it the importance of the animal to the countryside what where's where's the line being drawn on when people get called called out for not doing anything yeah because round round here it, it's not uncommon for people to be hitting like pheasants and partridges and stuff like that are you stopping no, you're not allowed to. Um, isn't there a law that says that if you hit a pheasant, you can't stop and pick up that pheasant, but the person driving behind you can stop and pick it up? Really? Yeah, it's to stop people from running pheasants over. And then <laughs> it is. It's to stop people running pheasants over and then having them for dinner. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, but, do you think that's a common problem? I'm just going out for dinner. Hopefully I'll run a fucking pheasant over. No, but if you know that there's an area where pheasants are. I don't then, think you're going to want to eat a pheasant that's been run over. Yeah, but if you're if I'm out there right, Neil. Yeah. Driving about. And I'm driving around hunting for a pheasant. Mm. You know, with my modified car that's got a big plate on the grill on the front of it yeah the smashing pheasants and i i'm not going to go and run it over am i i'm going to go drive into it and hopefully stun it like that oh yeah then i'm going to get out and i'll probably wring its neck oh okay oh i had to put it out of its misery didn't i i don't want to like that ham potential murderer comes in so sad i don't see how you can do that and carry on driving they must have no soul poor fox I feed all the wildlife. Most animals are better than humans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Fucking hell, Pam. Oh, Pam just fucking standing there with a big long mac on and like staring (laughs) out of the woods with like birds on her shoulder and stuff. I feed all of the all of nature's <laughs> children. Um, and then that brings us back. It's almost like I planned it. Um, but then it brings us background to a comment from this village, a, a thread from this village. And I'll just read you the, the start. We won't go through the comments. Mm. It's from Sue Stuffit. Sorry if this post offends anyone. And I hope admin doesn't mind. With the strong winds forecast for tonight, inevitably there'll be some bird stroke small wildlife casualties. I'm a taxidermist. I use animals that have fallen foul to traffic accidents or naturally. If anyone in the village happens to spot any deceased birds or squirrels, etc., please send me a message with location and I will come and collect them. Or if you're happy to pop them into a carrier bag and let me know your address and hopefully be able to preserve them and give them a new life. I understand this profession stroke process isn't for everyone and it isn't my intention to cause offence. So please, no nasty comments. Thank you. I'm not sure she's got her wish, has she? No, there were no nasty comments. 
Oh, what? No. No, everyone was really quite supportive. Like, like the fact that this is oh high winds and she's there is a person out there looking at the weather and going this is just rubbing her hands together going yeah oh, this is it this is it a new life yeah all right fucking Mary Shelley but there there is <laughs> there is one comment actually that that flagged up to me um that mm. I wanted to read you it's from carol cat in the freezer uh and she says i have a specimen i'd love a quote for please been trying to find someone local for ages you like gold dust it's not have, have we found lottie have we found Lottie? <laughs> <laughs> it's lottie in a glass box <laughs> is she in a display box with little pins holding her paws up she's got a fucking house full of missing pets from the village oh my god now that would be a story well proper cruella de vil taxidermist type wouldn't it yeah someone just you know all these pet all these pets that go missing in the village someone's having them all stuffed and decorating the house with them yeah that would be a turn up wouldn't it that would yeah I'd like to see that house of horrors. <laughs> yeah, so that brings us to the end of of this week's threads. Went all around the houses, but I thought some good content in there. Good, yeah, it was nice. It was good to have another place reach out. Um, I I presume that everybody on that thread isn't into fox hunting. What running them over or? No, the actual like. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I doubt, well, no one's come in and said it wouldn't happen if we still hunted them. That would be a fucking big call, wouldn't it? It would. It would be interesting to see if uh, what the kind of response there would be. Yeah. I've been on a few fox hunts. I've said yeah, you said. Have you, have you uh, and I'll tell you what, I ain't going to sugarcoat it. It's a thoroughly enjoyable day out. <laughs> <laughs> Did you <laughs> Did you see the fox get torn apart by the beagles though? No, I told you about it when they went when it goes oh, to ground and they yeah. send the Jack Russells in and then you yeah. get blooded if you should first Yeah. Yeah. Uh no is it... yeah, I've got nothing bad to say against it. <laughs> okay. That's all I've got to say about that. No, that's fine, you know. Well, if you have any questions, own. I'll answer them. But I've got no. Always, always enjoyed uh, mm. the fox hunt. Okay. Well, there we go. Then that's a good way to leave it. If you've got any questions for Lee on fox hunting, then um, then get in touch on our socials. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, it looks like he's frozen actually, so that might be the end of the podcast anyway. Um, unless he's managing to stay very still and um, and trick me. But no, it looks like it's bad. Oh, all right. No, it was oh. you now. I was just about to ask the listeners. Yeah. Um, they can't see your face, but we. I was going. I was going to take a picture of it as it had frozen and oh. ask what kind of country animal you resemble. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we were both speaking over each other then, because I couldn't see or hear you either. You just frozen, but we are back now. But yeah, um, yeah you were saying any. Any questions relating to fox hunting that you want to ask Lee, then get in touch on our socials. Or if you've got any interesting stories from where you live, we want to hear those too. Uh, basically, we want to hear from you. Um, we've had people get in touch with us. Um, uh, we've, uh, we've got a new regular contributor uh, at Off Your Headliners. Um, he's been getting in touch with some bits and bobs that didn't quite make the cut this week but they may make it another week um but yeah we want to hear from you we want to hear from lots of people and we want to know what's going on where you live so that i can be kind of i don't know put my mind can be put at rest that i'm not the only person that lives in a village in crisis yeah let's put neil's mind at rest i would like to finish this week's podcast Mm. 
with a recommendation for our listeners. Go on. I would like to recommend the film Saltburn. Oh, everyone in I, everyone in the UK has watched it, mate. You're well beyond the curve. Well, I mean, I know have I you, haven't, but everyone else has. Oh, I was going to say you haven't listened, but it's dark, and I'd like you to watch it, Neil. I've learned some new moves, some okay. new sexy moves <laughs> from this film. Okay, so it's not one to watch with the kids. You can watch it with the kids if you want. It'd be very awkward. <laughs> I watched okay. it with Tara last night. I felt it was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll try and watch it before next week's episode, and we can discuss. Good. Okay. Goodbye. Well, until then, um, thanks for listening. If you've got this Bye. far. Thank you and well done. We've got some really loyal listeners um, and we love you. And thank you for sticking up for us on socials when nasty people come after us. Yeah. So until next week, bye. Bye. And thank you. Bye. Bye. And that's the end of another encounter with the villagers. Hope your week isn't as stressful as theirs. And tune in next week for more Village in Crisis.